All right. For our final <laughs> produced segment of the day, we're going to take a closer look at late night television's past, present, and future. Tristan Fitzpatrick brings us this story. In case you're just joining us, this is tonight. And uh, I can't think of too much to tell you about it, except I want to give you the bad news first. This program is going to go on forever. <laughs> Boy, you think you're tired now. <laughs> This is a clip of Steve Allen hosting the very first episode of The Tonight Show when it originally aired in 1954 on NBC. It's amazing that Allen's remarks, which were just a joke at the time, now signify the perseverance of late-night television. Since our show this week is about humor, I thought I'd take a look into late-night TV and explore some of its history. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny! While Allen was the first host of The Tonight Show, the show's influential role in the late-night landscape is all due to one man, Johnny Carson. Carson, who began hosting the show in 1962, developed many of the concepts we now associate with a typical late-night TV show. Each episode featured an opening monologue with several jokes. Good evening. I'm Johnny Carson. I'm going to bring you a safe and sane fourth tonight, because the monologue is a dud. <laughs> the next piece would either be a sketch or a bit, where Carson would play different characters, such as Karnak the Magnificent, who was supposedly a psychic who could magically read an answer to a question in an envelope. Some call him mystic. Some call him master. We call him any time we don't know the answer. He's that special seer and former dietitian to Orson Welles, Karnak the Magnificent. The show would then segue into interviews with actors, celebrities, politicians, or other cultural figures. Jimmy Stewart is here. What can you say about this oh. man? Uh, he's, he's a marvelous actor, and he's just a marvelous person. Um, and he does the best impression of Jimmy Stewart I've ever heard of. <laughs> Would you welcome Jimmy Stewart? Before ending with a musical performance from a singer or a band. Would you welcome David Boyd? Carson hosted the show for 40 years. While he was still its host, another comic stepped onto the scene that would also modify its format. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. My name is David Letterman. We've really slopped one together for you tonight, folks. We David Letterman began hosting a new talk show called Late Night in 1982, which premiered directly after The Tonight Show on NBC. Letterman was given several restrictions on what he could and couldn't do on his show, because the same production company that produced The Tonight Show also produced his show. For example, he couldn't use several of the same sketches Carson used. As a result, Letterman was allowed to try out many segments during the program including Stupid Pet Tricks. Right now, it's time to get to our latest installment of Stupid Pet Tricks. People from all over the tri-state area have brought their uh, pets, dogs, cats, other animals in here and going to perform the tricks that they have been taught at home. Now, let me remind you, uh, this is not a competition. It's only an exhibition. Please, no wagering. And Small Town News. Okay, let's get on to it. This is uh, Small Town News. These are uh, actual clippings from actual newspapers from all over the United States. This first one comes to us from the Grand Prairie Herald in Hazen, Arkansas. And you can see the little circle item there. Mount Pleasant Cemetery. Mr. and Mrs. Thomas Rogers, $25. Mr. and Mrs. Jonas Sparks, $20. What the hell kind of sale is this? Carson retired from The Tonight Show in 1992. After Carson's retirement, this man... Welcome to The Tonight Show. Nice to have you here. ...named Jay Leno, who was previously a regular guest host of The Tonight Show, succeeded him, and Letterman began hosting his own late-night show on CBS called The Late Show. Since then, the landscape has changed even more. Leno retired in 2014, and Letterman left his show a year later. In today's era of digital media... 
The current generation of late-night hosts are obsessed with finding clips that go viral online. Jimmy Fallon, for example, who currently hosts The Tonight Show, produces clips from his show that can get millions of views in a short amount of time. This clip of him and actor Morgan Freeman talking after they've just ingested helium, for example, ranked up an impressive 28 million views on YouTube. Do you, do you ever want to go to space? <laughs> I really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> it's tough to predict where things will go in the future of late night TV. But if Steve Allen's words on the first broadcast of The Tonight Show are any indication, it will still be a major force, regardless of what format it will be in. From Bloomington, I'm Tristan Fitzpatrick. Okay, so I loved this story, but it got me thinking a lot about the future of comedy, but specifically late night television. Mm -hmm. So I invited my good friend Robbie Rittman. Hey, Robbie. That's me. <laughs> uh, to come on the show. And he's in Who's On First, uh, improv comedy. He does a lot of cool stuff on campus. He writes a lot of really cool things. And I wanted to have a conversation with him about comedy and late night comedy and where it's going. Let's talk about late night comedy. I'm interested to see what happens to late night comedy now that we're in the digital age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it seems like late night. I'm sorry, I'm sick, everyone. So I'll be sniffling. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm curious to see what will happen to it now. For example, have you heard a bit about... Uh, not to segue already, but have you heard about Jon Stewart and launching this thing wherein he's going to comment on things and have his own cable media thing? Have you heard about this at all? On no. HBO, right? Yeah, something like that. Like HBO is giving him full reign just to release digital content because that seems like that. You know, people like someone to come out and be a host and comment. You know, like sure. yeah. Johnny Carson is. Well, well, speaking of the Daily Show, um, a lot of people are excited. Speaking about women in comedy, like we talked earlier about yes. Samantha Bee's new show. Morgan, you want to talk about that? Uh, yes, I would love to talk about that. Yes, she does. I am obsessed with Samantha Bee's new show. Um, Samantha Bee was on The Daily Show. She was mm -hmm. the longest serving correspondent and, you know, objectively the best one. <laughs> she, uh, the reason I love Samantha Bee is because Trevor Noah took over The Daily Show, right? Right, sure, just, yes. It, to me, and I think to a lot of people, it lost the fire that it had when Jon Stewart yeah. ran it. You know, he was mad and he would stick it to the media. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. And it just doesn't have the same kind of thing with Trevor Noah. Like, it has good pieces. Like, Jessica yeah. Williams is amazing. But right. it doesn't have the same fire. Samantha B is mad all the time. So what are the kind of things she's doing on the show or that we've seen as previews for the show that prove that point? Uh, well, she's had three episodes come out now. And every single time... I'm also sick. Sorry. Where can we find this, by the way? Uh, this is on... TBS 1130 on Mondays. Where can the millennials find it? It is also <laughs> online on TBS.com and all cool. over YouTube, speaking Great. of viral. Um, and it has, basically it's a three act show and it just has two acts of her ranting angrily mm -hmm. and a field piece. And her her stuff, she talks about the election, she talks about um, Antonin Scalia's death and she talks about... Mm. Um, R.I.P. Right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she, talks Scalia. About, she talks about that kind of stuff but then she, her real... Her real amazing stuff is her um, field pieces. Like she did a, a piece about women working and how co women are just berated with sexual assault no matter where they go. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she did a piece on that called like hashtag girl power, hashtag lean in Samantha Bee's lady power segment. Yeah. And it was so funny. And she also did a piece on Syrian refugees called the people we are unintelligibly screaming about. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, she just she shows American media and American people why what they're doing is wrong. Man. objectively and it's so good and so funny you didn't you don't think it'd be funny because it's make i make it sound very full of rage no rage is funny rage is hilarious yeah 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 no lewis black i mean he's he's a funny rageaholic <laughs> yeah. right so for either of you 
Robbie or Morgan, mm-hmm. besides our traditional late night shows, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, um, who's the new guy? Uh, James Corden. James Corden. James Corden. Yeah, Are there any Tony shows? Winner. Because everything, it's not really late night anymore. It's anytime, right? Especially with the vira, 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 viral. Virality? Sure. V- virility. <laughs> virility? Okay. Vitiligo. They're viral. A lot of viral shows. But So you watch it anytime. Are there any other shows, whether they're late night or not, with that similar talk show, late night show format that what? you are interested in that you think people should be listening to? Ooh, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's a lot on YouTube. I mean, that's that's what I think is kind of dethroning late night. And that's where I think, you know, when it comes to diversity in late night, where I think YouTube really gives rise to those kind of like, because the late night persona, I mean, because late night is a boys club. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's these white dudes who are like, oh, yeah, let's do the late night thing. But then YouTube is like, we're just as funny, but like not the same kind of hokey funny, but doing our thing. We're just as funny, less formulaic and less... There's fewer gatekeepers, yeah. people to keep down. Now you know who's interesting. Who? John Oliver. Yeah. Now he is. He is a white man. You know, forgive me, everybody. He's British. Uh, it's but different. but he's he's funny. And that Donald Trump thing got him a lot of traction. I'm curious to see where he'll be after this because I feel like that made him a huge name. Yeah. And even before then, he was getting a lot of traction with a lot of pieces, um, with really some good, usually cited investigative work from actual journalists, sure. um, which he, you know, gives due credit to. So another question for both of you, is there someone you would like to see host a late night show who currently does not have one? If you had your ideal host besides, mm. you know, Samantha B, Tina Fey is an option, Morgan. Dude, what? Say it. Is there someone you think deserves a shot at the late night scene? Hmm. I mean, yes. Uh, I would say I really am liking – I just keep going back to The Daily Show because I think it's such a good training ground for really smart – commentary right john oliver came from it steve colbert steve carell was not a daily show correspondent um larry wilmore was he a daily show correspondent okay okay yes he has a show um i think jessica williams she just she did a piece within the last couple weeks about no not couple weeks maybe last month about uh uh racism and how there's a town in new jersey that's like has a their seal is like an indian guy being beaten up by a white guy and everybody's like cool with it and he she did a piece on it she does so many good pieces on race and i think yeah. one of the last women are getting into comedy more and more and more and nobody can freaking say women aren't funny anymore but yeah. to break that barrier i think a woman of color needs to get in there and make it happen and Absolutely. i think jessica williams would be amazing to see i would love to see her take on things more yeah. so than i get to see it now and I agree. I think Jessica Williams would make a great fit. Honestly, I think she kind of got snubbed um, to even take over The Daily Show. Mm, Samantha B got snubbed. Mm, that's fair, too. So, besides Samantha B, all these new things showing up, let's just talk about the medium through which the message is sent. You know, whether it's YouTube or the internet. How do you feel that's ch- – is it good, though, that – a lot of these shows like Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert are relying on these vir- this viral hits that go online. Does that ruin kind of the finesse or is it just a natural progression? See, what I want to say is it's broadcast TV's last attempt to s- seem hip. Yeah. But that also feels like it might be the right answer, you know, because it's real cool to be like broadcast TV is dying. And I think it is, but I'm not sure to what extent. And I'm wondering how they'll, you know, pull it off because they might have a parachute. But I think it'll only get worse because, you know, people love that, the clickability, because if mm-hmm. it's popular on TV, it sells on the, you know, the YouTube screen and those sorts of things. I don't know though yeah. because I think I think a lot of the way YouTube and viral things are viewed sure. because they're because they're free because they're so low paying they're viewed as a stepping stone 
to get to television, to get to, yes, to, that's get to still bigger true. things. Yes. So I'm not sure we can... I'm not, I've never been on board 100% saying broadcast TV is dead right. or is dying because I, I'm not sure that it is. I think it's definitely changing. You know what's probably going to happen? What? There'll probably be a late night show on Netflix or Hulu. That's what I was saying. You know what I mean? That could happen. Because Fuller House is a sitcom with a studio audience and everything. By the way, it's way funnier than I realized. It's actually pretty. I like Fuller House quite a bit. And I'm on air saying that. But but anyway, no. I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. You know, a late night host. And that's where really, I think... A Netflix or a Hulu, or the people are going to hire a minority a lot, you know, yeah. quicker. Can That's I, where it can really. Can happen. I add something? Yeah. Please. Oh, yes, Matt, of course. Matt, hey, I'm back from being away. Um, this is our executive producer. <laughs> I actually is- read an article, and I suck for not knowing where it's from because you can't like cite it without saying. It. But I read an article that Netflix, like, actually, they're not going to like the the. Really. Whoa, I don't really? know if it was a CEO or like some programming guy said like they weren't interested in, in doing late night. Yeah, and I think it'd be interesting to go huh. read more about that. Because I don't know exactly, but I remember specifically being like, oh, wait, I, but I expected that to be the next thing. Yeah. Because what I think people love about late night is the, like literally just the desk, the suit, the like chair and the coffee mugs. Like people love that set and like that familiar thing. And if it's not being shot, you know, aired at 1130 at night, mm-hmm. I don't think people necessarily care about that as long as we have that like kind of like visual you yeah. know, format that we're so used to. At the same time, though, that's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, Amazon Prime is and Hulu Plus are both producing some really good original shows. Um, what's the show yeah. with um, about the transgender? Trans- oh, goodness. transparent, transparent, uh, which is an incredible newest show. late night show. Yes. And so, you know, if Netflix doesn't jump the gun, I think there's it's definitely possible that another one of those formats will. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it. You know, we yeah. definitely. I'd try it. I think. I think what people want more than like the format, like the suit and the desk and that kind of thing is just that, that reliable personality to wrap up the daily events. Right. And I think what people have been missing for so long, it's just like how people have let or didn't want to make movies about women because men won't go see movies about women. People didn't want to see anything but a white guy in a suit because people were like, well, that's inherently relatable. Yeah. Well, it's like a news anchor, but it's like a laid back news anchor. And it's like, oh, it's Walter Cronkite, but he's got a drink in him and it's Johnny Carson. (laughs) Exactly. And so now that people are seeing that that isn't 100% relatable, that's going to be the change. Like people are going to realize it could be anybody as long as they have a good voice that speaks to people that speaks, that makes sense. Yeah. It, the possibilities are endless. Well, on that note, Robbie, thank you so much oh, for joining you. us today you, and bringing your insight. Morgan and Matt, I appreciate everything you said. Uh, check great. out Samantha B on TBS. It's so important. And online. Very important.